Welcome to the Serving Leaders Podcast, where we talk about health and ministry leadership. On this episode, Dave Wiedis and Sarah Davies continue their conversation about her PhD research on the Holy Spirit in Christian community and effective church leadership. Well, we're continuing our conversation with Sarah Davies about the research that she did for her PhD on the Holy Spirit in community. And we've been talking about the difference between top-down kind of structure or scaffolding upon which a community is built versus being more organic and more um, uh, receptive to what the Holy Spirit wants to do in community. Um, And I would encourage people to listen to that first podcast that we did with the discussion. Uh, Sarah, I thought it would be great if we could continue um, to talk about what does it require of leadership uh, of a pastor or the elders of a church to implement um, a community that is based more organically on the Holy Spirit's work and our, uh, our willingness to be more flexible, if you will, um, and our willingness to be more obedient in terms of moving in each other's life in response to what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um, so I think, I think it's important to sort of, uh, I sort of lay out a little bit of that context of what that community looks like yeah. before I talk about leadership. So, so if we are following the Spirit's lead for community, and it's community amongst one another as Christians, but it's also vibrantly um, active in terms of its outreach, what does that community look like, right? It, it would appear as a diverse range of individual activities and experiences of different people from people in the community, each directed by the spirit, uniquely tailored for their perspective and for the needs of others. Um, the central emphasis of all of it was obviously a demonstration of life in relationship with Christ. So it's sort of living models of walking with Jesus, um, and it's a environment of continual relational flow. Hmm. always practically outward towards others within and beyond the community and simultaneously postured inward toward Christ. Mm, mm. Okay, so you've got to you know hold all of those thoughts, if you could, in your mind a little bit as we talk about leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you recognize that community? What, what does unity of that community look like? Right, right. You, know, it's, you recognize it by the fabric of relational peace. And so when we think about so many churches and communities today, you know, how do, when do they blow up? And <laughs> when you start to see relational peace break down. And so mm. this deep fabric of relational peace is so critical. Um, and you see this ongoing sort of increasing alignment in belief and in activity. Um, so what does leadership look like for that? Because it's really complicated. Mm. Um, as if it's not already complicated. As if it's not already hard enough as it is, I know. So the thing about leadership is, you know, again, there are leadership structures that are entirely designed around the scaffold, the top-down approach. You know, one of the greatest sort of models of leadership um, is the good to great uh, leadership structure, you know, with um, Collins's work. Mm-hmm. Um, the Christian version of that is sort of the transformational leadership by Kuzis and Posner. Uh, which is sort of about values-based leadership. But all of those are inevitably oriented around centralizing activity toward the direction that leadership have outlined. Well, here, the spirit is the leader of the community. Mm. And 
the activity and flow of the community is actually outward. It's not moving towards the centre. It's always moving outward. So it's, it requires a very different type of leadership. When, when you say moving outward, what, what do you mean by that? In terms of, if we think about the mission that the Spirit has for community, um, it's always to be reaching out to, uh, to into relationship to others, mm-hmm. both inside and outside of the community. So inevitably... It's not about moving upwards as in a funnel up towards the leadership's vision and strategy. Right. It's either sort of horizontally um, engaging one another within the community, pouring into one another to enable them to be who they're called to be, and in doing so, reaching out to others beyond the community. So it's actually a very missional expression of community. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I mean. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, it, it does. And um, you know, I think that some of the, some of the um, hazards of community are becoming insular. Yes. Becoming turned in. And we do this unconsciously. We do this, you know, uh, not intentionally. But oftentimes, you know, I, I've often I've used the word, the, a bless me club. Yes. You know, um, we have our own speak. We have language. We have our own ways. And we exclude others from the community, again, unwittingly sometimes. Because it's so, so much more comfortable to get in our rhythm and a routine with the same people yeah. doing the same thing. That is the essence. What you have just described is the, the reality of the Ron Hayford's quote that I gave in the, the last podcast, which is people reinforce their relational f- structure because they don't like change. They don't want new people to come in. Right. They don't want to do anything different. They just want to take care of their small little pod. Right. Um, and that's the antithesis of mm-hmm. what we're called to be. And, and their, their commitments become sort of, um, they, they, the, the commitments, the internal commitments become more about my own comfort, my own priorities, even though I can say it's all about God and the Lordship of Christ because I'm in a quote Bible study, right? right? Um, as opposed to saying, God, what, what would you have me do here? How would, how would you like me to reach out? Or how would you like us to move? in you yeah and and i want to emphasize it's it's lord how will you invite me and ask me to reach out to others mm-hmm. knowing though that under the paradigm of you know the community to design that i sort of have proposed others have the same perspective of how they will pour into your life yes so it's a very beautiful symbiotic mm-hmm. experience right. as opposed to right multi-directional flow yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. So what does leadership look like? Um, you know, fundamentally, servant leadership, and we, I think we have a good understanding of that generally, um, is, is the essential foundation mm-hmm. for, for leadership. Um, but it has to be in the context of this directionality, which is not, again, to be um, orienting the community towards its inner lens and its interactivity or some central paradigm and mission that the church has, has sort of identified. But it's really, how do I as a servant leader equip and enable you to go off and do whatever you're called to do? Mm-hmm. Whether or not that's in the church, whether it's in the community, or whether it's in the community at large. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's pushing outward as opposed mm-hmm. to inward. I, I know this might be slightly different, but I remember when we were looking for a church... And we finally found a church that we were interested in. And I said to the pastor, how can we serve? How can, what can we do to serve you? He said, oh, no, no, that's not the question. The question is, how can we empower you Excellent. to do what God has called you to do? And I thought, wow, 
I've not really heard that before. <laughs> that is an excellent example of what I'm describing and yeah. the way in which um, uh, servant leadership is so... Yeah. We need to think about servant leadership. Um, so thank you for that. That's brilliant. Um, there's another piece of leadership, though, that becomes really, really important, which is um, adaptive change leadership. Hmm. And... Um, the paradigm here again appeals, moves, sort of appeals back to the fact that as human beings, we inherently try to create these systems that are safe and reliable and that we can control, and that fundamentally they define our culture, of our and our sort of living norms. And so, adaptive change leadership, uh, again, it was developed by uh, Hayfords and his team up at Harvard, um, actually looks to say. Let us not establish leadership around the practices and activities of what we're all doing, but let's fundamentally challenge the core values associated with our community and restate them. So as I think about and when I talk with organisations about how, um, how they might embody a more spirit-oriented community environment, one of the first steps that I um, invite an organization to sort of consider and look at is how do you, what are the core values mm -hmm. and how do you fundamentally shift them out of a consumer-centric, uh, materialistic sort of paradigm in many ways. And by mm -hmm. materialistic, I mean, how do I get what we, how do we all get what we need within our little community pod? Right. But how do we actually change the value proposition and have it more aligned with the way the Holy Spirit would work through us. Mm -hmm. Which would be more service-oriented service and other-oriented. Other-oriented. Yeah. Can you give me an example of, of what a consumeristic um, value system would look like, either in a church or a nonprofit? I, I think, and again, um, I appreciate the Activate small group system very much, but that is a, <clears throat> is a perfect example of a consumer-designed um small group experience. Mm -hmm. It was designed such that there would be no real commitments beyond that 10 week. It's, you only have to be there for 90 minutes. So it's, it's designed to truly fit the needs of society. Um, and, and so the, the, all of the elements that sort of uh, embody the Activate system are, are made and, and, and designed in a way that allow the consumer, the participant of the community, to turn up to receive what they need, mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. consume what they need, mm -hmm. and then move on. Mm -hmm, they don't okay. have a relational commitment. They right. don't have to make anything. They don't have to follow the Holy Spirit actually beyond, beyond just attendance. Right. Okay. All right. So talk more about leadership. Uh, what leadership looks like in more of a community that's oriented yeah. toward the Holy Spirit's move. In their in their lives. So those those sort of let's call it those let's call it um, practice paradigms of servant leadership and adaptive change leadership have to be sort of again uh, consummate skills that you have within your leadership. Um, leadership uh, leadership team is much much more critical, hmm. uh, frankly, uh, in the way you think about leadership rather than having any individual person be. The, the central charismatic figure of the organization, you need to have a team of people mm -hmm. that can, um, can work together and to work together to hear the Holy Spirit. So we're taking this notion of the Holy Spirit talking uniquely <coughs> and relevantly to the context, to each person, mm -hmm. and saying also the Holy Spirit talks to and works with the leadership team. 
And so here now, um, there are again a number of practices for what, what I've, um, Keith Yoda is, is somebody who's done a lot of work in this field, presence-based discernment, presence-based leadership. Presence-based leadership. Presence-based, yeah. so really coming into the presence of Holy Spirit and, um, and saying, Lord, this is not, not saying, this is what we're going to do and this is where we're going to head and how will you help us, Holy Spirit, to get there? Right. But rather saying, Holy Spirit, what are you doing and how may we follow you and, mm. and, and sort of equip all of the participants of this church or community mm-hmm. to be able to follow and hear you, the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. And so it's, a, it's again a, a reversal of roles. What are you doing, God? Yes. Where, where are you leading us? I yes. think Henry, uh, Henry Blackaby yes. uh, talked about that. You know, yeah. getting into the into the river of what God's doing, exactly. as opposed to getting God on our side to do what we're doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's this fundamental recognition that you know, the Holy Spirit knows the end from the beginning, and we are invited to participate in that, and that's the joy of our faith, and that's mm-hmm. the joy of our community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is the way leadership should work. And so what does that look like? Really, it's really very simple. Again, it can be perceived as being complex, but it's really just the leadership team coming together for times of listening prayer, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. scripture study, dialogue, reflecting with love and human, you know, humanity and humility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yoder says, intentionally listening for what Christ through the Spirit is already doing in a situation yeah. and how he invites us to partner in it. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And imagine again, imagine the joy of that. You know, imagine a, your, your leadership team is a small community. Imagine that community experience of being in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's miraculous, um, you know, right. activity going on. It's beautiful. Right. right. So let's, uh, you talked about a team, mm. a leadership approach. Um, obviously what you're talking about can be implemented in virtually any structure that's open to what God wants it to do, mm-hmm. right? So you're not talking about um, having no pastors, having no elders, <laughs> having you know, no structure at all no. in the church. And there's, a, there's authority in the church and there's you know, biblically mandated authority of pastors, elders, deacons, etc. Yeah. Um, but you are talking about yielding and having a sort of a different mindset. Yielding, I think, is a great way of putting it. Yeah. From the top to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Again, if you think about uh, if you think about many mainstream church organizational structures, where and how does activity flow? It flows from the outside. People come in at the beginning of their church experience. They meet people, and they get invited to. Um, participate in more and more activities, ultimately being drawn more and more into the center of the church, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to the core leadership, mm-hmm. and to some position or office. I'm not in any way saying those positions or offices are inappropriate. What I'm suggesting, though, is that those positions and offices and all of the people at the center should actually be equipping and enabling to flow outwards mm-hmm. to the margins of the yeah. church community. Right, right. So, how would you describe hallmarks of an effective community? How would we recognize it if it's happening? So, you know, the interesting thing is when you think about these, um, let's call it church, top-down church or top-down small group communities, they're very identifiable, right? Hmm. Because they always meet at a certain time. It's Mm -hmm. 7.30 to 8. So it's very visible. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that's the interesting thing about all of this is that um, these small group systems or, you know, organizational structures are highly identifiable because that's where this notion of belonging and membership and identity come from. This is how you connect. I belong to XYZ Church. Um, I'm part of so and so small group. So when you think about this kind of, let's call it, uh, spirit-led, fluid type of community, and especially if you go back to that Bart quote of, you know, people doing the indispensable little things here and there, mm -hmm. this is a community that actually isn't particularly visible in the natural, mm. because it doesn't necessarily have to meet at a particular time frame. It doesn't necessarily have to have an identity and a label <coughs> around the external attributes mm -hmm, mm -hmm, of it. Mm -hmm. um, it's more about how you uh, engage with one another sort of with great frequency, yeah. living in the neighborhood, so to speak. And it, but it's not to say that those things can't take place within structure. So for example, you know, I view ministry as very seamless. Uh, whether I'm doing quote ministry or not, I can be in the pulpit, I can be teaching, I can be counseling in a Christian context, right? Yes. Um, which is all part of my job as a, a executive director of serving leaders. At the same time, I can be driving down the street and pick up a hitchhiker, or I can be sitting on a, on a plane next to somebody, or I can be in any any situation saying, God, how would you let me serve this person? How, what would you let me to learn from this person? What, how would you... What should I do? How would I share the gospel with this person? So it's very, again, it's a very organic, seamless kind of way to be, even though my doors at Serving Leaders are open at a certain time and maybe closed at a certain time. Yeah. You, you are, I think, a great example of how I think about the Holy Spirit prompting you to engage with all the people in your network of people. You know, I can't tell you how many times there's been the Dave Reader's phone call as you're driving and heading off somewhere. Yeah. And I'm sure what's happened is the Spirit has prompted you to pop Just, a call to me. Yeah. How are you doing, Sarah? Praying for you. What's going on? Right, right. And inevitably, there's it's a perfect time and a perfect moment for a connection. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, this is not about in any way saying that structure is bad. It's saying do not, as our human beings, rely on that structure to be our expression of Christ. Right, right. Use the structure for what it can be mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. um, and move beyond it. You have a, a couple of quotes, um, again, that I thought were just quite beautiful. And um, maybe I'll, I'll ask you to read parts of that be, mm -hmm. and maybe expand a little bit because I just thought, you know, you said um, Christian community is easy, but effective Christian community is not at all easy. And maybe you could just uh, read a couple of the quotes from your dissertation that I thought were just quite powerful um, and maybe comment a little bit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm asking you to read because your beautiful <laughs> accent <laughs> is way better than mine. This is probably where it brings me to tears a little bit. Um, yeah, Christian community is really easy. Um, but when, it's, when we're asked for it to be effective, not at all. It requires worshipful humility. It is relationally hard. It is fraught with personal risk and frequently uncomfortable given its inability to provide a safe, stable refuge away from the world. Okay, so stop right there. Yeah. Because when you say it is fraught with personal risk and frequently uncomfortable because it's not able to provide safe, stable refuge, right? what do you mean by that? Come back to the idea of the, 
the systems we create as human beings are these are the people I'm safe with, these are the people I will risk with, these are the things I will do because it's convenient for me. Mm-hmm. And if we want to be an effective Christian community mm-hmm. and follow the Lord's, the Spirit's yeah. direction, we will risk with the people we will engage with. Mm-hmm. It will be inconvenient because we won't want to do things at certain times and the Spirit will say, please do them. So when you say risk with people, so, so I think what you're talking about is when we're in relationship with people and God calls us to serve people, He calls us to serve people who are difficult to get along with. Sometimes he, serve, he, he calls us to be with people who are wounded and damaged and, and, and are hurtful, right? All of those, but, but less, less, I mean, those are, those are for maybe higher risk dynamics. <clears throat> yeah. but, but even just going with somebody and, and you don't know. Yes. Being willing to sit next to, not when you walk into church, not with the people you always sit on the road, right. but go somewhere else. Yes, yes, um, exactly. You know, so, so that's, the, that's the beginning of the risk. Yes. Um, and just being willing to get out of the comfort zone. Yes, get out of our own comfort zone. So talk, give us another one of your uh, pearls of uh, wisdom from your, from your dissertation. Uh, yeah. And yet when Christian community is effective, this is a community whose very expression and presence is holy, miraculous, and essential for God's purpose. If we are to participate in this holy experience, then it begins with our understanding and recognition that Christian community is profoundly sacred and that our participation is an act of worship. Mm. Mm. Probably, and this is, this is right at the end of my dissertation, uh, I had come through this very long journey of looking at community every which way since Christmas. And it was struck at that moment by the fact that there are at least over nearly a hundred different definitions of community and it is really almost perceived as an operational backbone for enabling other things. Mm -hmm. But my conclusion was in the end, this is truly a holy expression. This is a miraculous expression and we take it for granted. Yes. And there is so much that can be experienced and achieved if we will worship in the midst of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beautiful. So. <clears throat> Our participation in Christian community is an expression of reverence toward Christ that can be nearly as significant and substantial and revelatory as partaking in the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. The Lord's Supper is, I think, the ultimate community expression. Mm. It's, it's communion. It's holy communion. And so this is the kind of platform, aspiration I would love for us as the church to have an understanding of the community. Mm. That's a whole different mindset than yeah. driving to your Bible study, right? Yeah. And walking in and saying, hmm, what can I get today? Yeah. <laughs> How can I feel comfortable today? That's right. Yeah. It yeah. brings you to your knees, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just a beautiful experience. Beautiful. Now, I'm making you read this because I think what you've written is exquisite. So, I just ask you to continue because I think uh, it'll bless our listeners. From this reverential posture, participation is as a dance with the Holy Spirit, our ever-present lover, provider, equipper, and enabler. Participation is not the autonomic, transactional fulfillment of a set of instructions directing us to robotically follow the Spirit, to produce relationships and to avoid systemic expressions. Rather, participation occurs one worshipful step at a time, as a single step is given and enabled by the Spirit, and as the next step, intended for the next moment, remains entirely unknown to us 
until the fulfillment of the current step in this current moment. This participation requires the exercise of daily faith to follow the Spirit, and perhaps more challenging, daily faith to wait on the Spirit. Mm -hmm. It requires trusting for and anticipating a reality that is entirely beyond our capacity and capability to realise. If we will dance with the Spirit in this fashion, then Christian community can truly become the fragile clay vessel through which God's presence powerfully and purposefully moves. So beautiful. So beautiful. Thank, you. Thank you. Are there any other thoughts that you'd like to share with respect to what you've just read or, or the idea of you know, what we're talking about in terms of community? I think it's actually probably right to leave it right here. Okay. Um, Sarah, if, uh, I think people, there are people out there who are listening to this podcast who might want to get a hold of you just to either talk with you or you know, consult with you. Uh, pursue this further do you have a contact for them that, that you could per perhaps give uh, would it be a, a, a email account yes certainly um, I can sarahfdavies at hotmail.com um, it's uh, love, love to chat love to talk love to uh, dialogue on this yeah. and see what might be helpful for uh, you know, the way you're thinking about community and, and other people's organisation structures Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and um, God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening and we hope you'll join us for our next episode at Serving Leaders Ministries podcast. If you like this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and rate it five stars. For additional resources or to find out more about our counseling services, you can go to www.servingleaders.org.